0: a drama critic once wrote and I want to get this right there are a goodly number of proficient actors on our stage but precious few who are interesting people he was writing about Ethel Waters who can look back over some forty years on the stage in musical comedy nightclubs vaudeville and movies she is indeed proficient as a singer and an entertainer she has become almost a legend as the one who in 1917 was the first woman to sing the St. Louis blues, to record it. And then she introduced two other popular favorites, Dinah and Stormy Weather. Miss Waters lives in an apartment on the second floor of that red brick house. What are some of your outstanding memories?
1: Oh, I have quite a few, and they're all very dear to me. I go back as far in the as the, as you mentioned the st louis blues and then coming up from there uh... doing my one-nighters and one-night stands and i've also enjoyed the spots that i did on carnival cause back in those days you know you couldn't just stop at one thing and say i am it you had to be available for every opportunity so one week i'd be in a little theater the next week i'd probably be under canvas that was kind of rugged because i don't like the ballyhoo <laughs>
0: Do you ever get the urge to relive those old days in Vaudeville?
1: Yes, I do get the urge. In fact, the urge is on me right now. I'd like to redo and cover some of the same territory and renew old acquaintance with old friends and make new ones right here in America.
2: She was one of the most influential of popular singers, Her early career found her working in vaudeville. As a consequence, it is reputed that she was the first singer to perform W.C. Handy's St. Louis Blues in public. And she later popularized blues and jazz-influenced songs such as A Stormy Weather and Traveling All Alone, also scoring a major success with Dinah. She first recorded that in 1921. A buoyant, high-spirited singer with a light-engaging voice that frequently sounded whiter than most of her contemporaries. Her career was an object lesson in determination and inner drive. Her appalling childhood problems and troubled early life were overcome through grit and the application of her great talent. Ladies and gentlemen, Ethel Waters. Welcome to Dead Wax 78s, I'm your host Sean, and yep, this is the podcast where we're going to talk about all that old-timey music that people have forgotten. Today we're going to talk about Ethel Waters. Ethel Waters was born in Chester, Pennsylvania on October 31st, 1896, and was an unwanted child. Her mother was only 13 years old when she was raped by a jazz pianist, John Waters who never took any responsibility for the child. Ethel's mother was so young that Ethel's grandmother, Sally Anderson, knew she would have to raise Ethel. Sally Anderson worked as a live-in housekeeper and returned home only once a week, and she left Ethel in the care of her extended family. Uh, But no one was in any condition to truly watch out for this little child. The family home was in a neighborhood just off the red light district of Chester, Ethel gained an early education from those around her. She frequently was asked to be on the lookout for the police or a pimp one of the women was trying to avoid. This gave Ethel some spending money, but she still had no normal home or a regular way to be fed. When an aunt or one of their partners sent Ethel to the store for food, uh, Ethel viewed this as an opportunity for shoplifting. At the counter, she requested something from the grocer, and when he went back for the flour or whatever she had requested, Ethel snuck other food into her pockets or the bottom of her shopping basket. During her childhood, Ethel picked up an inappropriate vocabulary, and when she felt pressured, she could let out a torrent of swear words, but this bad behavior often saved her by keeping people away. Her grandmother was aware that Ethel was not well looked after, but she did not have any other good options. When she could, she moved Ethel to other more child-friendly places. Ethel's fondest memory was of a house of a relative where she stayed for about 15 months. This was a record for a little girl who longed for stability. Here's side one, St. Louis Blues.
1: to see that evening sun go down. Lord, I hate to see that evening sun go down. Cause my sweet man has left me in this town. And if I'm feeling tomorrow like I feel today. I'm feeling tomorrow like I feel today. I'm packing my grip, making my getaway. Why that St. Louis woman who wore them diamond rings, let my man around my hot apron strain. If it wasn't for powder store bought hair the man I loved wouldn't have gone nowhere nowhere got the sing newest blues and I'm blue as I can be my man's got a heart like a rock cast in the sea or else he wouldn't have gone so far from me But when you see me leaving pin crepe on your door Won't be dead, just ain't coming back no more Got railroad blues, railroad fare Feel like riding in a just nowhere Get me a train 15 coaches long When you look for waters, ah! be gone the train I ride is Mark Santa Fe carrying me back down yonder to Tennessee to my dear old mama and dad bestest pals I ever had so long this time I'm on my way
2: Ethel's birth mother was very religious, and religious devotion was important to Ethel as well. Because of her chaotic family life, she didn't have a specific church to attend, but that didn't diminish the strength of her prayers. Uh, On one point, Ethel's grandmother was able to enroll her in a Quaker school. Ethel loved the opportunity to learn, but each lunchtime she was perplexed by a problem. While other children brought lunches with them, Ethel's home never had enough food that she could pack herself a lunch. Her solution? She acted out in the late morning so that she would be denied going to lunch with her class. The teacher soon noted the pattern and saw what what had caused it. From that day forward, Ethel Waters was excused from regular lunch hour and told to report to the teacher's room. There, instructors shared their own lunches with her. Waters grew tall standing five feet nine ten inches in her teens and according to a jazz historian and archivist Rosetta Wrights, Waters birth in the north of her nomadic life exposed her to many cultures. Waters first married in 1910 at the age of 13 but her husband was abusive and soon She left that marriage and became a maid in Philadelphia Hotel. Working for $4.75 a week, on her 17th birthday she attended a costume party at a nightclub on Juniper Street. She was persuaded to sing two songs and impressed the audience so much that she was offered a professional work at the Lincoln Theatre in Baltimore. She recalled that she earned a rich sum of $10 per week but her managers cheated her out of the tips her admirers threw on the stage she enjoyed music and knew many songs well black performers Bessie Smith and Ma Rainey were popular at the time they made their marks with songs that were delivered with great power and volume but the audience who heard Ethel Waters that night heard something different Waters singing style was softer. To her, the important part of the song was interpreting the feeling. She was very good at it, and as her career built, her dramatic skills grew. Here's side two, traveling all alone on Columbia.
1: Traveling, traveling all alone Yet who's to see or who's to care About this load I must bear Traveling, traveling All alone Give me just another day There is something I must say Friends, the world and all its gold Leave you when you're grown the good of a teary eye, what's the use of a lonely side, traveling, traveling, all alone. Sometimes I don't believe I can stand anymore. Rangers close every open door, oh, traveling home, traveling home, all alone. Now appeals to me. Traveling, still traveling.
2: One night a businessman in the audience needed a fill-in for a black vaudeville troupe that he was sending on the road he offered the job to Ethel that gave her pause she had a steady job as a hotel maid the regular paycheck meant everything to her when she went home with the news her mother pushed her to take the job offer and Ethel agreed with one stipulation her mother was to fill in for her at the hotel so that the housekeeping job would be waiting for her when she returned. Once committed, Water considered her program. She heard and loved W.C. Handy's latest song, St. Louis Blues. In the days before radio saturation, songs were released in a calculated manner to build interest. At that time, only one male singer had permission to perform it waters wrote to wc handy for permission to sing his song permission was granted audiences loved it and they loved her in addition to her singing ethel was known for her shimmy dancing in her 20s she was tall and rail thin and the promoter began introducing her as a sweet mama string bean there was a popular male vaudevillian who went by the name Stringbean. So the promoter's nickname was to capitalize on that. Later, she joined a duo, the Hill Sisters. The new trio continued to perform in black theaters, as she didn't need to return to the hotel housekeeping. But when the country hit an economic downturn, the black vaudevillians' opportunities dried up, she was still performing with the Hill Sisters, and they were invited to join a traveling carnival. And the pay was less than they were making now, and they often slept in barns as they traveled from town to town. In her view, at least, it was work. When that job ended, Ethel found herself in New York City. She took a job at Horn and Hard Art Cafeteria until other work came along. For Ethel, it was always about stability. Here's side three, Dinah on Columbia, 1926.
1: Thank you. Is there anyone, finer in the state of Carolina? If there is, then you know, her. sure, Dinah, with her Dixie eyes. a wander to China I would have an ocean liner just to be with God alone I the How I love you sit and gaze you
2: Her first Harlan job was at Edmund Cellar, a club with a black patronage that specialized in popular ballads. She acted in a comedy. Hello! Women blues singers were among the most powerful entertainers in the country. And In 1921, Waters became the fifth black woman to make a record for tiny Cardinal Records. She later joined Black Swan, where Fletcher Henderson was her accompanist. Waters later commented that Henderson tended to perform in a more classical style than she preferred, often lacking the damn it all to hell bass. She recorded for Black Swan from 1921 through 1923. Her contract with Larry Pace made her the highest paid black recording artist at the time. In early 1924, Paramount bought Black Swan and she stayed with Paramount through the year she first recorded for columbia in 1925 achieving that hit with "Dinah." ethel found plenty of work in new york nightclubs while there were ones that offered steady good employment there were also big ones like the cotton club that added great visibility in 1932 ethel waters was booked for the cotton club for several weeks During the time, composer Irving Berlin was told he needed to get to Harlem to hear Ethel Waters' interpretation of his song, Stormy Weather. When he heard her, Irving Berlin realized Waters was a rare talent. At that time, Berlin was staging a Broadway review as Thousands Cheer. That would introduce his new song, Easter Parade. He had three other songs that he knew Waters could fully deliver. Harlem on My Mind and Heat Wave were the two of them. Now the third was Supper Time, a poignant song that addressed racism. Uh, This was a topic that was avoided in most forms of entertainment. The song talks about how to tell the children their father won't be home for that night. The other night, it delivered an important and tough message at the time when white audiences were not accustomed to it. Here's Side four Stormy weather.
1: Stormy weather. Since my man and I ain't together. Keeps raining all the time. Life is bad. Gloom and misery everywhere. Stormy weather. Just get my poor self together I'm weary all the time, the time, so weary all the time When he went away the blues walked in and met me, if he stays away old rocking chair will get me all i do is pray the loud above will let me walk in the sun once more can't go on all i have in life is gone stormy weather since my man and i ain't together keeps raining on Raining all the time I walk around heavy-hearted and sad. Night comes around and I'm still feeling bad. Rain pouring down, blinding every hope I have. just too much for me. Can't go on. All I have in life is gone. Stormy weather since my man and I ain't together. Keeps raining all
2: She appeared in nine motion pictures with luminaries such as Lena Horne, Louis Armstrong, Butterfly McQueen, and Eddie Anderson. In 1949, she was nominated for Best Supporting Actress for her role in the film Pinky, directed by Elia Kazan. A turning point came in 1957 when she attended the Billy Graham crusade in Madison Square Gardens. A years later, she gave this testimony of that night. In 1957, I, Ethel Waters, a 380 pound, decrepit old lady, rededicated my life to Jesus Christ and boy, because he lives, just look at me now. In her later years, Waters often toured with the preacher Billy Graham on his crusades. She was a baptized Catholic and considered herself a member of that religion throughout the rest of her life. Ethel was a feature soloist at the Billy Graham Crusades for almost 20 years. She was known for her beautiful rendition of His Eyes on the Sparrow, which was her signature song and the title of her autobiography. Ethel Waters, who blazed so many paths for others, passed away on September 1st, 1977 at age 80 from uterine cancer, kidney failure, and other ailments in Chatsworth, California. She's buried at Forest Lawn Memorial Park. Thank you for listening. This has been deadwax 78s, and I'm Sean, and yeah, what an illuminating story that is. If you get a chance to catch any Ethel Waters records, make sure you give them a try. And you know what? I'm going to catch you on the flip side.